Hey guys, and welcome back to Talking Deer. I'm Tim. This is Joe. It's been a while, but we're back. And today we're going to be talking a little bit of summer glassing sessions. What that can do for you, what that can't do for you, how to do it, all that good stuff. Yeah, and kind of all the benefits from it. So we're recording today on July 17th. It's actually Janelle's birthday. Happy birthday, Janelle. Happy birthday, Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Joe, have you got out and done any glassing yet this year? You know, there's been a couple times I've gotten out and, uh, yeah, went went out and scouted some public. Um, it would have been yesterday, so that was terrible, <laughs> but it was kind of fun, too. It was like 100 degrees it yesterday. It was so hot, dude, but uh, went out with, their, with a good old buddy and uh, need to get him on the podcast, but a lot, lot of fun. That's lot awesome. Fun. Yeah. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, I've been out glassing twice, and I've actually located a lot of really good bucks already. Well, a lot, uh, you know. Maybe 10, 15, that would be over 120, and then three, that would be over 140. Nice. So, um, yeah, and two of them I'm familiar with, but we can get into that later. Do you want to get into that now or later? Uh, I don't really. I'm up for whatever. I guess my hey, well, so So real quick, like, let's go ahead and get into it. Like, what what's, like, a tip or, like, what's some advice you have for, like, summer scouting? So... I would say, at least if you're trying to locate bucks, summer scouting is going to be, really, it's the last hour of daylight. Because in the summer, they're not going to be out in the middle of the day like you might see in the rut. And really, mornings are pretty hit or miss as well. The last hour of daylight is going to be when you see the most activity. Uh So I wouldn't waste your time going at 3 in the afternoon or 10 in the morning or anything like that. No. Um, So that'd be tip number one. Unless you're, like, walking property. Looking for bedded bucks, or yeah. What? Well, okay. well, like for sign. Okay, you know, yeah, if, you're, yeah, like, yeah. if you're actually scouting like the terrain, yeah. But what's yeah, the tip I that you would have, Joe? Um, yeah, so I'm looking for like good food sources um, this time of year. So yeah, that right around the dusk time, like what you're saying, I'm trying to like find fresh cut hay fields or you know um, bean fields are really good to scout on or. Uh, any of the sorts kind of yeah so creeks or whatever yeah i would say keying in on food sources in that last hour because that's what you're going for deer are bedded wherever they're going to bed this time of year and then they'll hit the food sources in the evening sometimes it's after dark but on the nice cool evenings a lot of times you'll catch those bucks out there 30 45 minutes before dark Mm -hmm. and they really like green food sources this time of year so a lot of times it's soybean fields where me and joe are but it could be other things, like the biggest buck that I've ever found personally was in a hayfield that had a lot of clover in it. Mm-hmm. Um, clover is really good, and a lot of places around the country have alfalfa. Alfalfa is a killer place to be glassing, too. We don't have a lot of alfalfa. I know of one field around, yeah. but um, not a whole lot of alfalfa around here. Yeah, and I know like as far as like the, the maturity of the beans, that, that'll change depending on um, like you have the younger beans that are – easier for them to eat and like sweeter maybe i don't really know what what what's going on there for yeah, i think they're like softer and uh-huh. a little bit more yeah. palatable i guess but as those beans mature and uh you know you get into like that september range like they start losing their greenness that's definitely gonna fade away as a food source yes i feel like so right now this time of year though bucks are really patternable so you might glass a bean field you might go out say you go out every night 
uh, of the work week. So every Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You <laughs> might in your work week. <laughs> yeah, true. But you might yeah. see the same buck out there three evenings almost in a row coming out in the same spot. So Joe, like you're like, all right, my job here's done. Like I'm going to slip in there October 1st during a cold front, slip on the edge of this bean field and kill that buck. But would you say that's true? I mean, I think that that thought could be true, but, but usually seems like their pattern changes right as you get into the woods sometimes. Yeah. So well, it depends on how early you can get in there. That's kind of so, what I was yeah, getting at. Yeah. I, I feel like usually there's a shift. And yeah. These deer, these bucks are super patternable. Right. In July and August, and maybe even into the first couple of days of September. But yeah. Missouri does have a fairly early opener at September fifteenth. But yeah. you might get a couple that are still on their summer patterns, super consistent like that. But I'd say nine times out of ten, or maybe more, they're going to have a shift about the time that they shed their velvet. And um, you know, as those as those beans are drying up and becoming less palatable, they're going to be shifting to some different food sources. They're going to be a little bit more wary of predators, and there's a lot changing. Now, like, so I think summer scouting is still really important, but as far as, like, a, I'm going to hunt where that buck is coming out the first time I get the chance, yeah. it's not always that way unless you're hunting a state like uh, South Dakota, Kentucky, something Tennessee, really early openers. something that has an opener in, in the really hot summer months. Mm-hmm. But you can still learn a lot from glassing, and that's kind of what we want to talk about. I mean, one thing is just inventory. Well, yeah, that's what that's what uh, that I like to do. And this year I, I haven't done a great job of it so far, but um, running deer cameras in the summertime and that, that late July, August, you know, period to like – see what kind of deer are around and i don't know the august 15th to later in august you're gonna like i mean that's basically what they're gonna look like yep you know even now you get a really yeah good chance. I mean, yeah from now to the, the middle of august there's not gonna be a whole lot of change probably a lot of the deer are probably 90 percent done growing yeah. at this point some yeah. of them are a little behind you know if they yeah. dropped a little later or whatever but yeah. they they've put on a lot of inches and i mean I saw a couple bucks this past week that man got me fired uh-huh. up. So I, I know I know my my strategy as far as running deer cameras is kind of changing this season. Um I've just put one up yesterday. I put a, a cell cam up yesterday and And you're running Tacticams this year. Right, right? I am. And yeah. you're liking those okay? I am really liking those. All right, I've yeah. got a couple myself that I'm I'm now in the cell cam game, I'm I, have, I don't really have any excited. out. Excited! I'm really excited to see what you think of them. Yeah, um, you'll have to share share with me share with me your login info. <laughs> login, <laughs> see what's going on. Okay, dude, no, uh, sounds good. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. So I I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about like not putting as many cameras out this summer. Yep. And as soon as I'm like able to start like getting in the woods, like go straight to scrapes. And okay, see yeah. who who's hitting what scrapes, and then like, and then just pile in whenever I, I can you. on a cold front. Have you messed with much summertime scrapes, like hanging cameras on summer scrapes? Or man, summer I've, scrapes I, just I a have, scrape during I have summer. maybe like once or twice. Okay, but I haven't really had much much luck. I usually go to like whatever mineral site I have on that farm. I mean that makes sense. That's just but, as good if minerals legal in the county. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I've heard a lot of guys have a ton of success running cameras over scrapes during the summer. I think that's really cool. I've done it once and actually got a lot of bucks, uh, buck activity on that scrape, and even in velvet. So. I heard, like, 
like bucks even keep they don't like work the scrape i don't think not the ground not the ground but they definitely like check them still like peeing them probably and stuff don't they yeah or at least smell the licking yeah you know uh So I think that's a that's a cool strategy for cameras. I guess we've kind of shifted into cameras. This this episode is going to be just summer scouting right. more or less. Yeah. But yeah, I'm doing the same thing. I'm planning on you know maybe I'll get my cell cameras out a little bit earlier. I have one property that's over an hour away from me, so I might throw one out there in August um, just to kind of see what's out there because it's actually a new property this year. And then other than that, I'm going to try to wait till early September to be deploying cameras. That way, I might get one card pull but before the opener. And see if there's one of those bucks that are on a summertime pattern still mm-hmm. that I might be able to get after September 15th or 16th. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I'm, I'm just kind of waiting a little longer, keeping them out of the sun, keeping them out of the ants, you know. Well, my kind of thought process is, is that I cannot be on these properties enough to have the deer used to me being in there, checking right. stuff and doing stand improvement stuff. Right. So, So with going in there closer to hunting season put cameras up and then backing out with like cell cameras it's awesome because you don't have to have boots on the ground and then the whole saddle setup that i've got is gonna just make it even more to where i don't have to be on that property anymore than i have to yeah i think that's the way both me me and you are shifting that's the main reason i don't want necessarily to get my cameras out in july because then i'm just tempted to go in there and check right which isn't doing me any good in fact it's kind of shooting myself in the foot a little bit yeah because i know for the most part i know what bucks are there mm-hmm. i you know i saw what bucks were alive in january and I've, and I've glassed up a few bucks that you know i glassed up one that i think might be on the shooter list that's on a property i have permission on and then i don't know if you guys remember me talking about the giant that i found but couldn't get permission on well he's back so i'm gonna ask permission again and he is going to be freaking huge yeah so uh if i could get permission on him that'd be awesome and he stuck to his summer pattern at least till september 14th he was in that field on september 14th last year so that's crazy he might be one i could kill opening day if i could get permission on him but that's a whole nother story i see a deer like that yeah you i mean if he's there like the day before, like I mean, or the week prior to opening day, like you gotta hunt. Like, oh, you have to. Day. Yeah, you have yeah, to. You I mean, to. if I don't have a deer on a pattern like that, though, I I might just be holding off till I get deer start daylighting because that's a, I think a mistake that I made last year was yeah. hunting hunting deer that weren't ready to die. If that yeah. makes sense. Well, and like I had the same thought process of well, I had a deer on camera on the July twentieth in daylight. And he's got to be around the farm still. Come September fifteenth, that deer could be five miles away. Oh yeah, you know, so for sure. And one thing I would say is like I've heard people say on podcasts before. Oh, summer scouting is nice, but all those bucks are going to shift, and then you're never going to see them again. I agree to a certain extent, but I had a lot of summertime photos of velvet bucks, and I had encounters with almost all those bucks throughout the year. Now it wasn't in. September or October is usually in the rut, but I think a lot of times those summertime bucks cycle back through checking for does. I've also heard Mark Drury say they'll cycle back through to their original food source in late season. Right, too. I've heard, yeah, I've heard that too, and I think I've definitely seen that. I have too, yeah, yeah. for sure. Beginning of the season, like they're they're nowhere to be found, you know, yep. unless they're on a very good pattern, like in in September, right before opener. But I usually don't have that. <laughs> yeah. So now, Joe. Are you usually glassing from the roads, or are you going to, like, an observation deer stand, or what does that look like for you? So, usually, I can scout my property fairly well from, from the road, so okay. I'm trying to just kind of 
bounce around to different spots off the road, staying in my <laughs> AC truck and glass that way. Nice, dude. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. That's what I do for the most part. I have one property that's in beans this year that you can't see very well from the road. And I'm thinking about, you can see a big section of field over by this pond. So I'm thinking about just sneaking in one day if the wind's right and climbing that tree and just standing on a limb for the last 30 minutes with my binoculars and just seeing what comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I just do all my glassing from the road. Yeah. Uh, what do you have? Just a set of binoculars that you use? That's all That's all that I have at the moment. What, okay. what about yourself? Uh, what, what are you running? Uh, Bushnells? I got some I got some Nikons. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Uh, haven't updated them. Yeah, I always have, this time of year, I always have a set of binoculars in my car or my truck or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a set of Bushnell just. 10 by 40, what is it? 10 Probably by, 10 by 42. 10 by that. 42, yeah. And they do the job. Now, uh, they're incredible binoculars, but I've had them for a few seasons now, so the, the focus rings are getting a little loose, which mm-hmm. is kind of frustrating because mm-hmm. it's a little tough to focus, especially when it's getting dark. Um, but once you get them in focus, they do great. And then I also bought myself a uh, lower-end Vortex spotting scope. But I love the thing. I mean... You know, you get what you pay for, and I paid a lot of money for it, but boy, you can get some expensive, expensive spotting scopes. So uh, I love it. It works great. It's a step up for my binoculars, and I have like a window mount for it. So if if I'm going to be sitting on a field for a minute or two, I'll I'll whip that thing out and hook it up to the window, and I love looking through that thing. It just gets you in a little closer, and I think it brings in a little bit more light too, which is nice. Yeah. I would definitely suggest um, investing in some nice nice glass, whether it's – you know, what whatever brand it is, just just get a nice piece of glass because they get a lot a lot of use. Yeah. So, and my thing is, you could get a twenty dollar pair of binoculars from Walmart, mm-hmm. and that's gonna it's gonna do some stuff for you, you but you might as well you might as well spend sixty dollars. I mean, sixty dollars will get you. It's not it's not three times as nice as a twenty dollar pair. It's like. 20 times as nice yeah. as a $20 yeah. pair. So you might as yeah. well spend the extra money and buy like a $60 pair. Now, you can get as expensive as you want. Right. My next pair is probably going to be in that 250 range yeah. probably. But, yeah, I mean, grab you a pair of glass and get out there find some big bucks. I Ab- mean, absolutely. It's yeah. fun if nothing else. I saw yeah. I saw some guys out looking at near my house like a mile down the road from me the mm-hmm. other night, and mm-hmm. I knew what they were doing right away, but they were stopped. So I rolled down the road, and I was like – or I rolled down the window, I was like – you guys need help with anything? And they're like, oh, no, we're just looking for deer. And I was like, you see anything nice? Uh, <laughs> any uh, big ones out there? They said no, but, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> no, I think that's – I think I think you – yeah, that's a lot of good pointers right there. Yeah. So uh, have you seen any of your shooter bucks from the road this year? I have not. I've, saw, I've seen probably one deer that might be a shooter – I don't know. I don't know who he is or anything. On one of your properties that you hunt? No. Oh, okay. No, he's a couple miles away. But eh, that's in in that distance. He was really nice. Yeah, he was really nice. But no, I got a cell cam out. Like I said yesterday. Has it sent you any pictures yet? I'm just curious. Uh, I've gotten two. Those or what? Those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, one was coming to the middle, and then one was. Run away. <laughs> like, darn it. Is that just because of your scent, you think? I guess. I don't right. Yeah, I would imagine. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really hoping the main deer I'm looking for, well, there's two big deer that I'm hoping to see. One is going to be Dune, 
and he should be pushing 160s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty – I'd say easily, hopefully. Yeah, as and an eight. Then, yeah. Which is kind of dumb. <laughs> and, then, um, and then another deer I call Wonky, and he's going to be like five and a half, I think, this year. Yep. And he should be pushing one. 50, I think. Yeah, it's hard to know what Wonky's going to do. But he's he's a, a really weird... He's a unique deer. It's He's not even that weird. He's just... His beams are kind of long, and they swoop up and then go flat. And then he's historically has been short-tined with a lot of mass. But if he could put on some tine length... He could... He could do some good stuff. So from three to four, he jumped like, I don't know, like, like 30 inches. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So if he makes another big jump, that dude... That deer will make you shaking your boots a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And the cool thing about him is that he's on that farm frequently. Like he's I got extremely killable. Several photos of him last year. Saw him a couple times. Um, he actually was pretty tough to see. <laughs> oh, really? In person? Yeah. I remember but, the previous year. I only sat once or twice with you. But we, we saw him. We saw him at least once. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As he's gotten older, I'm still getting his pictures taken quite a bit. But, but actually, getting like <laughs> he's on to you, man. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's like darn it. Yeah, uh, well, but he'll slip up eventually. But, he yeah. he could be a he could be a really cool deer. All right, man. Anything else? What else do you want to cover? Um, I don't know. I know one thing. I uh, that's that's good for right now in this burn up season is water. Oh yeah, like that's I true. think keying in on water would be pretty cool. Yeah, that's I might true. Hang, hang a camera or two over a pond or something. It's not a bad idea. I've and always got some really cool photos over ponds. That's so cool, dude. That's yeah. that's fun stuff. And the deer don't just use water for uh, drinking either. When they get down in those creek bottoms, like you can feel when you walk down in those creek bottoms, it's like ten degrees cooler in there. Mm-hmm. So they like bedding up next to those creeks sometimes yeah. too. But. Yeah. That's another thing, like. <sighs> You know, I don't know what we want to talk about now or not, but like just like deer beds and stuff. Oh yeah, just like I don't know. I I found several beds the other day, and it was just really cool finding out where deer are bedding right now. It's not that a, it's going to be the same exactly, but it definitely gives you an idea of where the deer are hanging out. Oh yeah, either way, it's a learning experience. Just seeing those beds and seeing yeah. like what they're what they're after when they find those beds, like. Are they, like, in a spot where they can see good or a thermal hub? Or, like, what are they using to their advantage? Because usually there's something mm-hmm. or several somethings in their advantage. Right. And I always think, like, when I look at a piece of public, I'm looking for the piece farthest away from anything. Right. But where these beds were is just across this, like, lake area. Yeah. Like, like it's still tough to get to, but... But as a crow flies, it was not very far away from a parking lot. Yeah, it I've was noticed. Just interesting. I think we talked about this on the podcast once before, but I've noticed that a lot of bucks, in particular, like bedding where they can either hear or smell or see people walking in. So, like, you think, oh, they're not going to be anywhere near the access trail. Well, they uh-huh. might just be a hundred yards down from that access trail, yeah. wind checking it, and then you know, seeing who's walking in, and they're just keeping tabs on the people as they come in. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. They're smart. It is. They they are they are very smart. Definitely more smart than what we give them credit, I bet. I thought you were going to say definitely more smart than we are. (laughs) I don't know about that. Sometimes I wonder. (laughs) Oh, man. (sighs) Yeah. Anything else, Joe? Do you have a quote of the week? Weren't you going to do quote of the week for a while? Yeah. Okay. Let me me look up quote of the week. You talk about something for a second while I look up a quote of the week. All right. I'm supposed to keep you guys entertained. Uh, Um, What do I say? (laughs) 
Oh, have you been shooting your bow, Tim? <laughs> oh, I shot it the other night. Oh, oh, yeah. Anything new about your bow setup? Well, no. Well, yes. So, uh, my bow setup, I love my bow, but I shoot a short draw length. Like, even though I'm like 6'1", I shoot like a 28, maybe 28 and a half inch draw length, which I like because it makes my bow a little bit more maneuverable in a stand. But that also means I get a little less velocity with my arrows. Okay. So, my arrows are dropping quicker than they would if I was shooting a 30-inch draw length. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I thought about upgrading my cam, or not upgrading, but getting longer cams so that I was shooting a little bit faster. Oh, interesting. But I was looking into it, and it was going to cost me like 150 bucks or something or 200 bucks, and I was just, I wasn't really interested. I didn't think the rewards was worth the, the money, so I'm just going to stick with the cams I have. I'm comfortable shooting with a little bit more elbow bend, and I, I have no problems with that. But I did upgrade my sight this year to a single pin with a slider. And I've messed around with that in the yard some, and I really, really am enjoying it. I also got a new range finder. And part of the reason I was having trouble um, with my with range and stuff last year was just because I was not a huge fan of the range finder I have. I bought a Tidewee, the 700 one. It was 70 bucks, and it's as good as any $150 range finder I've ever messed with. So... There's a free plug for Tidewee. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be shooting my bow a little bit more. I shot it the other day at, like, 25 yards, 32 yards, and 51 yards. And it was shooting, like, I wasn't shooting, like, ping pong ball size groups or anything, but it was definitely well within the kill zone of a deer. So I was happy about that. That's pretty cool, man. You got a quote of the week yet? <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, here we go. Um, quote of the <laughs> quote of the week. Uh, you know, if you need a hundred rounds to kill a deer, maybe hunting isn't your sport. <laughs> Joe, that's what you came up with. <laughs> like that's, three minutes to find a good quote, and that's what you came up with, dude. <laughs> uh, how do you say that guy's name? I don't know. <laughs> Brewster. Are you serious, man? <laughs> you can't do better. Can't you just like think of a C.S. Lewis quote or something? Or? Well, I thought about it, but I thought, uh, well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see. If God wanted us to be vegetarians, he would have made broccoli more fun to shoot. <laughs> Okay, well, that's Earl I guess Bibbles that's Junior. Okay, well, hey, that's <laughs> there you go. That's better than the other one anyway, and it's true. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, well, is that it for this week, Joe? Anything else? Yeah, y'all comment on uh, what what you want to hear and and like quotes that you like. Yeah, maybe give us give us a better quote than that so we can use it on the next <laughs> podcast, please. Oh man. All right, well, I guess we're out for now. But get out there and and find some summer bucks in velvet. It's fun to look at them, if nothing else. Yeah, and just enjoy God's creation. That's that's what I'd say. Just get out and yeah. Amen. Joe Amen. and Tim are out. Outro.